Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Danny McGinlay, giving you coming at you live from sunny Melbourne and up in Sydney. He's back in the country. Shane Lee, welcome home. It's good to be home, mate. It's a little bit colder here than the south of France, but hey, who's complaining? All right, mate. I got a few questions <laughs> after your whirlwind trip. I'm fine with you know the, the big bosses here at Afternoon Sport flying <laughs> you over there, and our producer Dan, and, and they're not flying me or Shad or any of the co-hosts. But to be replaced as a co-host by Robbie Williams yeah. is, uh, you know, it's, I, you know, I, I can I do all right at karaoke. Uh, you know, I didn't realise musical talent was required as part of this show. But how was he? He was fantastic. Um, he said to me uh, when I first met, I said, I met you years ago, Robbie, and he's really skinny now, actually. And I said, um, he goes, mate, I haven't drunk for twenty five years. I said, mate, I saw you in a pub in in London about 15 years ago and you were eating a pint glass without any without any beer in it because <laughs> yeah maybe that might have been right but uh now he's, he's in good shape and um he's a really nice guy down to earth and he's got four kids now and he loves his football so we talked about that and how he used to play soccer. Oh, he talked about uh, Port Vale that's his team isn't it yeah but he had a he had a ground um in his own backyard there when he lived in LA and uh, lived next door to Joe Pesci so um he talked about oh, that wow. and how he one of his mates blocked Joe Pesci's driveway and Joe Pesci wanted to kill him, so, so that was a good story as well. But, yeah, a super bloke and um, and I reckon the best modern-day performer. Oh, definitely. He is coming out to Australia mm-hmm. later in the year. I've got my tickets to see him at Amy Park in November. Uh, Joe Pesci, living yeah. next door to Joe Pesci. Imagine Joe Pesci comes around to borrow a cup of sugar <laughs> and you've just watched Home Alone and you think the, <laughs> the wet bandits are coming in. <laughs> yeah, he's a smuck, you know, he wouldn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> what if he told you a story and you go, wow, that's funny, and then you're worried, he's going to go, what do, you, what do you mean I'm funny? What am I, what, am I clown? <laughs> yeah, very good, my chop liver. No, but um, it, was a, it was a wonderful trip. We, um, we met a lot of um, interesting, it was with sports.com, a lot of interesting um, business people, they're putting together a massive sports fund to buy sporting assets. Um, we interviewed guys like Wayne Gardner. So we'll, we'll put a list up on, eventually on, on Lunch with Lee as well. So uh, everyone can have a listen to it. Well, really, all you need to know, listeners, is that Shane went on a great junket and he's going <laughs> to, but he's coming back with lots of other people's money. And uh, <laughs> Afternoon Sports going to become the biggest show on the planet. Yes. Today, we're talking AFL, we're talking round ball, we're talking rugby league, we're talking. Uh, no, that'll do. We'll just do those. Hi, it's David Poir here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow. All right, look, Shane, whenever I'm on, we have to talk Ange Postacoglu. Uh, yes. Got yep. the treble. Uh, the eighth time in Celtics history, which is a record. No other club has done that, not even your Real Madrid's or Barcelona's. 67, 69, 2001. Then an unprecedented quadruple treble from 2017 mm. to 2020, and now again in 2023. Look, they are my team. I, you know, I think they're the greatest club on the planet, but uh, even you naysayers who don't really care about the Scottish game, you got to admit, hey, we're pretty good. Very good, mate. As you said, eight domestic trebles. Amazing. And uh, to, to pull this off with the 3-1 win over uh, Inverness was, uh, was, was the, I suppose, that the the dueling of the crown um, for this year, particularly for Ange. Interesting to see when he was interviewed post-match, he got a little bit punchy with one of the journalists that sort of asked him whether he was going to go to another football team. And he said, 
and I, can't, I don't remember the exact words he used, but he said, you know, you wouldn't understand sport and this is a special moment. I should be enjoying this now, not looking forward to the future. Yeah. So he got, he got a bit grumpy, old Ange, but um, they love him over there and he's done a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, I think he's – well, obviously, he's just been asked nonstop for the past two weeks, is he going to Tottenham Hotspur? Yeah. And I think he did want to yeah. just enjoy what could have been his final mm. game with Celtic because those fans yeah. are, are magical. Yeah, David Ornstein, um, who is a football writer for The Atlantic – uh, sorry, the athletic. Um, he has. He reckons Postacoglu will be announced in a couple of days, and was avoiding the question a bit. Uh, yeah, as you said in the post-match mm. presses, he's going on holidays tomorrow. You'd assume he's talking to Spurs today. I guess he'll mull it over yes. over the next couple of weeks. We're not going to hear uh, for a while. Uh, I hope he stays at Celtic, but <clears throat> if he goes to Spurs, then I guess most of Australia, except for the Arsenal fans, will all become honorary Spurs fans. <laughs> That's how it works, isn't oh, it? Oh, hell yeah. That's it. I follow Ange wherever he goes. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Uh, while we're on round ball, did you see? What an upset in the A-League Grand Final. Uh, again, we talk about an Australian going to Scotland and dominating in Ange, but a Scotsman has come here. Cumdoc, mm. Jason Cummings, scored a hat-trick in the 6-1 annihilation of Melbourne City. I mean, a lot of people did predict a 5-1-6-1 demolition, but the other way, this is unprecedented. Yeah, it's not a uh, really close final. That is it. That is an annihilation. And uh, is that that his nickname? Is that Jason Cummings? The, the cum dog. dog. He gave it to himself, but of course, all of Australia went. Yeah, that's fine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Very Australian. Well, the cum dog. What I mean, celebrating well into the night with a six-one win and, and a hat trick. Um, yeah, over Melbourne City, as you said, they were the favourites going in, and that's. Um, geez, I don't think I've seen of. Uh, any sporting team in recent times go into a final as a favourite and get absolutely trounced like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, the last time I can kind of think would be the 2017 AFL Grand Final when the Adelaide Crows were favourited to oh, beat yeah, Richmond yep, 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 and yep, got, yep. Got, their, got their their butts handed to them. Uh, I'll tell you who was the happiest yep. person. Like, you know, Jason Cummings was absolutely stoked. But the happiest person on that broadcast, I was watching the post-match scenes and there was Archie Thompson doing his uh, special yeah. comments for Paramount. Plus, not only because he's a Melbourne victory man, not only do you see his arch rivals Melbourne City lose, but Cumdog scored a hat trick, but that's nowhere near Archie's record of five goals in a grand final. Gee whiz, there you go. I watched him on MasterChef on the way home on the plane, actually. He was in the Celebrity MasterChef. He's a good chef. He's a well. very good bloke, uh, Archie Thompson. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he's a, he, he could have played for the Demons, in, uh, in, mm. but he chose round ball, and uh, I think we're all there happy for it. All right, that's enough round ball. Shane, let's get into your wheelhouse, cricket. Now, I'm a very fair-weather cricket fan, as the afternoon sports mm -hmm. listeners will know, but whenever it's Ashes, I am jumping on the bandwagon, pretend I know everything. Can you help me through what will get me through these conversations over the next couple of weeks? Because I'm excited about the, um, the Test Grand Final against India. I'm excited yeah. about the Ashes. What's going on? I noticed uh, Ireland played England in a one-off test. Is that, has that ever happened before? Uh, yeah, they have played them before. Um, but uh, just a little tip, mate. This is a round ball game as well, albeit smaller. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, cool, cool. Yeah. These are hey, the but, things um, I need to know. <laughs> that's it, mate. Yeah, we'll start, we'll start the basics and work our way up. But um, look, uh, um, 
a huge win for, for England. England came out before the test match and saying that there's no reason why they can't score 500 runs in a day. Oh. Well, that's fine against Ireland's bowling attack. But um, England won by 10 wickets. Some notable um, performances. Um, Stuart Broad going into, obviously, the Ashes with some form under his belt. He took 551. They got a new bowler called Josh Tung. Oh, yeah, I did. Tung, see- he took uh, five wickets as well. I did see that well. name. What, what, what nickname have they given him? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but but some really good fodder with guys like Tung, Root, Pope, <laughs> Leach. Um, that, that makes a really good filthy porno, I reckon, with all those names. <laughs> Surely tongue you could just go um, to something but, vague like French. <laughs> French, that's right. Oh, okay, if you want to be blatant, um, sure. But, uh, yeah, um, but uh, Ollie Pope um, scored 208, um, the fastest 200 ever for England of 200 and – sorry, 205 of 208 okay. balls. And Ben Duckett scored 182 of 178. So they are playing baseball and scoring runs quick, but – I tell you what, it'll be a very, very different story when you're facing Pat Cummins. You won't be slogging him over over mid-wicket and, and cover um, like they were doing against the island bowling attack. And what do you think? Uh, England have announced their 16-member Ashes squad. Mm. Uh, what you, you, You're an expert. You've looked at it. How, do you reckon they'll they'll go all right or will it be an easy 5-0 victory for the for Australia? It won't be 5-0. Um, it depends oh, on the bowlers uh, stay fit. Their bowling attack's good. Anderson's fit. Um, as I just mentioned, Broad uh, took five wickets, so he's fit. You've got Mark Wood, who's a really good fast bowler. They're sort of backup bowlers of Potts, Wokes, and Tongue now. Um, their, their real issue is their batting, I think. Um, Root is a world-class player, um, not in the best of form. But then they've got guys like Crawley, Duckett, who needs good, he's scoring big runs, but against lower-ranked teams. Bairstow's back in the team now, but we're keeping. Pope's teeing off, but as I said, it's going to be hard for him to do that against the quality bowling attack of the Australians. So the issue is with the Poms, whether they can live up to their expectations they're setting for themselves now and saying, I'm going to smash the ball around and play baseball. But to do it against quality bowling is going to be a very different story. Hey, finally, uh, David Warner's revealed he wants to retire uh, with a with a home test at the SCG against Pakistan. Do, do you think this is a fitting send-off or do you reckon he's got an Ernie spot in that uh, side? Is this, a, is this a way of getting a loophole of getting selection? Well, this is a way of getting ahead of the selectors. Um, and Steve Ward did this. So he sort of named what he'd like to do. Um, but he also said in that Preston um, interview that he understands he's got to get through the, the first test, which is June 7 against India, the World Test Championship. Um, oh, yeah. and, then, and then he's got to get through Wednesday the Wednesday night. Yep. Then he's got to get through the Ashes. Then he's got to get through Pakistan to, um, for allow him to retire at the SCG against the West Indies. So, look, he's he's a world-class player. He averages 45.57 opening batting for Australia. He scored 300. He scored 30-odd test hundreds. Um, he's... But only, the only problem is at 36 years of age, the last 19 tests, he's only scored 900 runs at 29. So far from his best, but he's yeah. a fighter. He's a boy from Maroubra. He's a, he's, you know, he grew up in the Housing Commission. He's, he's done it tough in the past. He's far from Housing Commission now. But um, I just think at 36, watching him bat in the IPL, he's past his best. Okay. Well, yep. maybe hopefully the rest of the squad mm. lifts and we don't need him at his best yeah, and we, uh, we can have a, a good win in the Ashes. Let's take a break. Coming up, we're going to talk about our two favourite football codes, that is Aussie Rules and Rugby League. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now, you can increase your chances of survival with Cell Aid, 
the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a cell aid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your cell aid at cellaid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Welcome back to Afternoon Sport. I'm Danny McGinley. He's Shane Lee. Uh, I don't want to talk about this, but uh, let's go through the uh, final bits of the AFL round. My Bulldogs, man, they couldn't hit a barn door. We're so bad at our kicking efficiency. It was a great opening quarter with five goals to each side. But uh, we just can't beat Geelong. I don't know if you knew this stat, Shane, but uh, they have beaten us uh, 17 out of our last 19 encounters. Didn't know that stat. That's ridiculous. Um, But yeah, yeah, you're right. The Bulldogs started well. And look, they had every chance to put the nail on the coffin. Geelong had a depleted midfield. Yeah. but they just found a way not, not to lose the game. And, um, and and that's what good teams can do, like Geelong, with experience here. They, they know if they hang in there, um, the pressure goes back onto the opposition. And But, yeah, you're right, man. The kicking in front of goals was appalling. Yeah. Um, Essendon broke North Melbourne's hearts with mm. um, with a goal. I mean, there was two actually great thrilling games yesterday. Brilliant the games, uh, the yeah. Tigers yep. held off the fast-finishing Giants. And uh, Essendon broke North Melbourne's hearts, which uh, which is a damn shame. I was, I was hoping the Kangaroos could get up. Uh, but, hey, um, <laughs> the... Interestingly, even though Richmond had a great win, the story's still about their ex-coach, Damien Hardwick, who was watching in a pub in Denver. <laughs> he was. At a perfect time. It would have been about 10 p.m. on the Saturday night there. Now, you know, and I love that he's still getting involved. He's not he's not disappearing mm. into the sunset. Uh, but whenever someone visits Colorado, Shane, yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. there's a bit of suspicion in me. They were one of the first states to legalize marijuana, you so you're going to get some 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 good edibles or whatever yep. way of ingesting <laughs> the, the legal drug. There, we should just point out, there's yep. nothing wrong with what he's doing. Uh, but or is he there to watch the basketball? The Denver Nuggets being in the finals against Miami. He said he's there to watch the basketball, but uh, you never know. But yeah, it was good to see that he, he popped his head up and was still watching. But look, there was a, there was a fantastic game of football, and uh, GWS, geez, they they can know how to lose a game as well. We're talking about your Bulldogs, but. You know the the last quarter, I think, it was seven goals to five Richmond's way, and and the and the lead changed what four times. Um, a great game yeah. of footy, great game of footy. Yeah, and to, well, I think also full credit to Dimmer for finding a sports bar that'll show Aussie rules in America. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, mate, I was in London only the other day. And I, I we walked around, found an Irish pub that was playing the State of Origin, and it was full of bloody Queenslanders. So I didn't last there very long. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing I want to say about um, the AFL: Gold Coast Suns are in amazing form mm. at the moment. They trailed the Adelaide Crows by six goals halfway through the second quarter. I want to give a shout out Jack Lacocious. Yep. Uh, you know, one of their one of their big players. Not not their biggest name. He's not a Matt Rowell. He's not a Tuke Miller. But he has scored ten goals in the past two weeks. So precocious, ferocious. He's had injuries the last couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah, in and out, in and out a bit. Yeah, in and out. But um, yeah, he's, he's obviously showing really, really good form now. And uh, yeah, the Suns are on the march. Yeah, it's good to see. I mean, those fans yeah. have done it tough. They've not made the Ooh. finals in their 12-year existence. Yeah. It would be great to see Gold Coast get up and about and live up to their potential. Uh, and, you know, anything that distracts from people talking about my Bulldogs, I'm fine with. <laughs> I love it. Let's go to your NRL. Now, look, we had a bit of a chat last night. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. very confused as a Victorian as to what is going on in NRL. I mean, the state of origin's on, and, and, and full credit to Queensland. I watched a bit of that. 
I would like to point out that Victoria is still undefeated in NRL State of Origin. But (laughs) I thought when you got into Origin, you didn't have to play for your club for for about a month because this goes back to when, you know, as a Melbourne Storm fan, I knew that the Melbourne Melbourne Storm team just became the Queensland squad for a month and we'd lose every game because we were playing, you know, the the, the Little Leaguers. But uh, there's something about uh, James Tedesco coming in. What's going on? Well, well, Tedesco came back and he, he was obviously the New South Wales captain, the Roosters captain. The Roosters are having a, a really tough season this year, although they had a good win 25 to 24 of the Bulldogs on the weekend. Um, and Tedesco, as New South Wales captain, and he's, he hasn't been in great form. He, he looks like he's lost half a yard. He's just making the wrong decisions. Um, but he bounced back and he played really, really well, scored two tries on the weekend. So that's good for him. The problem is, to, to your point, Nathan Cleary, who is New South Wales halfback, and key player, probably the best player in the game, he's come back with a short turnaround and torn his hamstring. So he's going to be out now for game two, probably game three, which is a disaster for the Yeah, players. so what? I mean, I, I just – when did, when did they start playing for for their clubs? Has that always happened and just Melbourne Storm didn't do it? Yeah, they have. Um, and certain players like to play, some players don't. Um, but, yeah, they, they uh, the players these days like to – yeah get back and play for their club, particularly when the club's doing well. And it sets a good example too and a good culture amongst your club team when the state players come back and, and want to play. It really lifts uh, your teammates. So that's the reasoning behind it. The risk is you can get injured like Cleary. Yeah, did. and I, I did read something that very immaturely I did laugh at, that James Croker was, uh, I've never heard this phrase before, tactically shelved. Uh, for Friday night's match <laughs> against the Tigers. There's certain words we've got to take out of the sporting vernacular. You know, pegging, uh, you know, it's one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tactically shelved. And even even in the tribunal when they start accusing people, that, that man was fingered uh, to, for a rough tackle. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you don't want to be shelved by Ricky Stewart. He's very aggressive, mate. <laughs> he's the angry little halfback. You don't want him shelving you. But, um, yeah, Ricky blew up. Um, he's just great fodder for uh, – for, for press conferences, Ricky, but I think the the, the gist of the story was basically um, he announced earlier that uh, Croker wouldn't be playing his 300th game um, and the, the uh, fans blew up and said, you know, well, he deserves to play. And he said, well, I didn't want you buying your tickets too early and him not playing, so I did the right thing by the fans. He goes, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. So he shelved him. There you go. Fair enough. Well, one last thing uh, we've got to talk about. Apparently, one of your best mates just won a <laughs> the Formula E in Chicago. Now, what's Formula E? Is that like the electric, fifth division? Electric cars. Oh, right. That makes a lot more sense. Yes, it okay, does. Sweet. Well, tell us about it. Who's who's your mate? Well, I met this guy over in, um, when I was interviewing over in South France. His name is Max Gunter, and um, he's a Formula E driver from Germany. I, I did good interview with him he's a tiny little guy fit as a fiddle but he won his um he just won the formula e in jakarta but these cars are obviously a lot quieter because they're electric um and they're slightly smaller and they can pass each other but the the speed off the mark of these cars is ridiculous and uh they don't have brakes somehow the system works where when they go in um, they use the gears to actually brake and that feeds energy back into the system they're pretty sophisticated, but uh, yeah, Max Gunter was a, a good interview with me. And uh, there you go, mate. You start winning championships. <laughs> Sweet. I'm going to get into my. I'm going to get on the <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart because clearly you're good. Uh, good juju. <laughs> that's all for afternoon. 
sport today. Big thanks to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Cell AED and uh, fantastic defibrillator. Don't forget uh, the NBA Game 2 uh, in the finals. Nuggets v Heat is probably happening right now as you listen, so go check the scores. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com.